Hey guys, it's Mina. Before we get to today's show with Nate Tice, I wanted to remind you to check out the First Take Her Take podcast hosted by Charlie Arnault, Kimberly Martin, and joining the show this week as their new co-host is Elle Duncan from the Six O'Clock Sports Center and from being friends with me. They will spill the tea on their lives while also discussing the hottest stories in sports and pop culture. That's First Take Her Take. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Also, if you're looking for world-class soccer, ESPN Plus is where to find it. The best teams, the biggest stars in over 20 international leagues and tournaments. Serie A, Bundesliga, MLS, FA Cup, Copa del Rey, and more. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com. the Mina Kime Show featuring Lenny, the only NFL podcast where one of the hosts thinks cover four is when your mom makes you wear booties in the snow. That's Lenny. He doesn't have to wear them anymore. Um, that's Nate Tice. Nate, I just have a quick question. Are you impressed that I pronounced Bundesliga correctly? I know you like soccer. I was, I like the Serie A. Like I was, I, I might've learned something today. My producer wrote that one. He soccer wrote that one out for me. So I, I'm not going to take credit for getting Serie A right. But um, I, I was proud of myself. I was, I was pretty proud of that yeah. one. You know, you know what? Yeah. I was, I was, I was ready for the hard day. You know I love my footy. Um, that's Nate Tice. <laughs> um, long time recurring guest. Not really long time. You've been on my show, I think three times, twice. Maybe two times or three times. This, this will be but three. now you you know you're like too yeah. big for me. It's okay. You got your own pod. Um, you're a regular on yeah. the Athletic yeah, Football Show, which is a great podcast. Also uh, co-hosted by a friend, friends, by the way, Robert Mays, Lindsey Jones, everyone else at the Athletic. Yeah. Bunch of cool cool cats and kittens. Wow, that was a long time ago. Tiger King. Speaking of, um, those yeah. jokes aren't going to age well. Well, anyways, you're you're no. here today because. You are one of my favorite people to talk about a lot of football concepts as well as just um, bad TV show theories. But my favorite thing to ask you about, because it is a thing you are the biggest expert in, in my opinion, is quarterback play. And hey. yeah, I mean that. I'll take and, that. Um, oh, thank you. I thought you were going to say like horror games or like or bad movies. So I was I was ready for that. So I was like, oh, that was an actual compliment. And there was like no grain of salt yet. So I'm we kinda, just you know I'm we, we got a lot of ball game left. Um, <laughs> so we have a lot of ball game left today because we are doing a thing that is going to take me longer. I already know longer than I thought. So buckle up, folks. If you're driving and listening, I hope you're already buckled up. So that's redundant. But um, we are going to talk about the quarterbacks. We are going to take an approach that's new this year, not ranking them, not grading them, not comparing them to Pokemon. No, folks, we are going to actually talk about um, what they can do to improve this season. And I like this approach because I feel like when we rank them, we spend a lot of time talking about the fun quarterbacks. And at the end, we're like, and Drew Locke and, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and, you know, like, uh, and here's, uh, I don't want to name the bad ones, but you know, you know what I mean. So this is a different approach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think this is exciting because this is the time of year when, you know, football fans can be a bit more optimistic about their team's prospects and think about um, how can my team get the best out of this quarterback. And, you know, even the really great ones, uh, you can find things that they can be better at. It was hard for some of these quarterbacks um, because some of them, like what you and I were texting for the show, we're going to talk about Ben Roethlisberger, but I can't say be less old. And 
emasculate <laughs> find the fountain of you emasculate yeah. your arm which is not a thing but um there are things i think that he can actually do so i figured the the best way we're gonna go division by division and the best way okay. to start was with the best quarterback of course and that is Patrick Mahomes. I was going to do a joke, but I felt like I've been using that joke format too much to the point where Dominique Foxworth anticipated where I like set up a thing that seems obvious. And then I say, and that is Teddy Bridgewater, but it's, it's gone nice. predictable. So it's Pat Mahomes. So you went to the, you went to the well, went to the well too many times. I yeah. I, I, uh, that's, it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I'm just glad you started with Mahomes because that's how I ordered it. Is. Anyways, like I went division by division. I went division by division. That's all I was like, yes. Well, usually, yeah. AFC we, West. I often find with these lists, we tend to start with the AFC, the East, and then work our way West because East Coast bias, East Coast Sports huh. Broadcasting Network. That's not actually right. Sports and, anyways, program. Um, and, yep. and then it doesn't like ever it. enough time for the Seahawks. And I used to, when I was a fan, I used to get annoyed all the time. I'd be like, what the hell? You know, classic. Um, but we're starting in the West because we're both sort of on the, I don't know what time zone Las Vegas is in, but mountain. It's West, it's Pacific. Time. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's Good. Pacific. That's lucky yeah, you. Yeah, we still get so, that. Let, let, yeah. Lucky let's us. Let's start with Mahomes. Um, you know, he's, he's trashed, terrible quarterback, hard to, so many things we could choose. Um, I, I, I came up with something, which is, um, I'm, I'm curious to see if it's your, if you have the same thought. So obviously a lot has been, a lot of attention has been paid to the renovation of the, um, the chief's offensive line, truly HETV worthy. Mm -hmm. And I think that the, if, if you're going to zero in on one area where Patrick Mahomes can improve this year, it would be making his offensive line's lives, lives easier. Um, at times last year, really at times his entire career watching him, you know, this is going to be a, a thing we talk about as we talk about various quarterbacks is the time they spend holding onto the football. And it's, it's different from quarterback to quarterback. Like when you look at the list of uh, time to throw for quarterbacks, there's a reason why some quarterbacks hold onto the football longer. Some of it is play calling the mm -hmm. more play action of uh, quarterbacks who are mobile and are taking off with it are obviously going to extend plays. And with some of them, it is their special sauce. And if you're a quarterback like, yep. you know, uh, Russell Wilson or Josh Allen, you hold on the football longer, but you make big, explosive, cool plays, that's fine. And it is fine also with Patrick Mahomes. I don't know why I'm monologuing here. However, it's not fine when you hold on to the football and you go backwards. <laughs> so uh, my big fix yes. for him is uh, less backpedaling, less drifting, uh, more pocket integrity. Oh, yeah, that's uh, it's a great way to put it. Like I, I said, maybe uh, it's it's tying in what you said. I take out take out one or two Madden drops out of each game, and what that when I say Madden drop is most times when you play Madden, you inadvertently hold down on the left joystick, and so your guy just drops and drops and drops and drops, and it doesn't matter because it's a video game. Your guy can still rocket it like 45, 50 yards. Mahomes can get away with it because he can rocket the ball 45, 50 yards. So I completely agree with you. It's like just. Take so out like two or three of those, maybe make the line a little. Orlando Brown's going to be in a whole new world this year, going from his heavy gap scheme pulling. Also, now he's going to have to drop back or, or drop into a pass set like 30, 40 times yeah. a game, which Mahomes will make. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Like I do think the Chiefs, that's one of the biggest improvements in all football, and is their improvement of their whole line unit. But man, I just want to see him play out his whole contract. So let's save him a couple hits. Let's maybe, you know, maybe take an efficient play instead of an explosive play and then and just live to see another down. Like 
It's hard though. It's Mahomes, and you're just like, I just want to keep seeing him do no, Mahomes but the health, stuff the, every the health thing cannot be overstated. I think he had a, some surgery during the yeah. off season, and you know that, that starts to add up after a while. And yeah. I don't think he takes a lot of unnecessary hits. And again, it's it's a very big part of the way he plays football and what makes him so special. But um, you do want to start thinking about longevity in in a way that Wilson started thinking about that at at a point early in his career. Yep. So, all right, we don't need to spend too much time on Absolutely. Mahomes. That's a pretty obvious one. Yeah, Mahomes. Um, here's one. I'm going to throw this one to you because I want to hear what you have to say. I think Derek Carr is such a is like such a fascinating quarterback generally. Case yeah, well, because yeah. the thing I would have said for years is not the thing I would say after last season. So, let, well, okay, I said I would throw it to you. I lied. So, you go, Derek Carr. What what should you be better at, <laughs> Derek Carr? Okay. I mean, usually the obvious one is like, oh, we want to attack and throw the deep ball more down the field more. And I actually do think he is improving it a little bit. It's still like, you still want to see him. Yeah. But you see what you see more like everyone when they beat the chiefs last year, it was like, oh, wow, look, look at Derek. He, you know, it clicked, it clicked maybe a little more of that every week, as opposed to like once every three or four weeks, it really seems like Derek gets ticked off about like whatever the narrative is. And then he's like, Oh, I'm going to prove them wrong. And then it lasts one week. And then the next week he kind of goes back to what he is. But the only uh, the other thing with Derek is I want to see him keep scrambling a little yeah. bit and creating with his legs. Derek, he's not he's he's an okay athlete, but it's um, you know they a lot of times Derek will have issues when they play man coverage because he just won't make the defense pay if their guys can't win because that's how you can beat man coverage, not just two man, but normal man coverage or even a blitz. All the defenders have their backs turned, and you just scramble for your 9, 10, 12 yards. You can make your life, life a lot easier because also the DBs are not worried about that. And like last year, or 2018, I should say, Derek only scrambled eight times the entire season. And then 2019, it was 14 times. And then 2020, last year, it was 23 times. And that was about average. I would say about league average. And I was, I just want him to keep doing it mm-hmm. because he's still on the average five, five and a half yards uh, per scramble. And in 2019, he did that. And 20 and last year was 5.4 yards. So give or take. To put in perspective, you know who else scrambled for about five and a half yards is Philip Rivers. So, <laughs> so maybe let's get create a little more yardage with your legs, Derek, because you're a little better athlete than Philip Rivers. And this past year, he he was exact same as Jimmy G. They both had 5.4 yards. So it's kind of like that's a little snapshot in your head. But that's something I think he still needs to improve upon because I do think he can do it. He just doesn't want. Yeah, to him, Jimmy, and Cousins are all like I feel like the same caliber of athlete, and they should, in, in many ways they have a lot of similarities. And I think he they, that's about where you're. Your bar is. Didn't he? He heard his groin scrambling last year, right? It was uh, I, the yeah, one. Look, you you, you, you like you saw yeah. it. And you're like, oh god, you you, you knew yeah. you knew what it was as soon as you saw it. Um, the groin. It's tough. He is also weirdly like prone to fumbles when he scrambles. I uh, yeah, he's he's small. Yeah, like he's skinny. Like he's really that. That was my Zach Wilson hesitation. It was because yeah, he's just like he has the same build where it's just like, well, you know, a strong gust of wind can kind of like whoa knock him off. So that kind of adds up. Over I'm glad you season. mentioned the stats though, because I do think Carr like he improved in a lot of ways last year. I alluded to the aggression mm-hmm. pushing the ball downfield, and to me, what I wrote down is like continue on the same path that you sort of started last season. I'll be curious to see. With yep. Aguilar gone, you know, the, the hope, of course, is that your first round pick, Henry Ruggs, is more than just a awesome. decoy running the, downfield and, and sort of yeah. lives up to his draft status. But he really needs to be that guy um, this year for, mm. for Carr. Carr's always weird because, again, like yeah. he's better than people give him credit. And yet I think we still agree he doesn't belong in that top tier. So it's 
endlessly challenging. I know. Um, and he'll, he'll do some things that are so tantalizing, and you're just like, oh, man, look at him, look at him. And he does like three plays arm. in a row. Like, okay, he's got it. And yeah. then great arm, like, yeah, perfect timing. He's doing like adjustments pre-snap, and you're like, oh, yeah, okay. And then it's like – and he curls up and takes a sack, and you're like, okay. Okay. <laughs> There's <Yeah>. Derek. <laughs> so a guy I think you and I are both very excited about is – Drew Locke. No, I'm just kidding. I did it again. I did it this time. It worked though. This I, time I, I got I, you. Uh, Justin Herbert. I, I knew um, it. Okay, so Justin Herbert. I'm, I'll go first here. I think what's um, was really fascinating about his first year was how much better he was under pressure than he was in a clean pocket. Statistically, he had the best passer rating in the NFL when he was under pressure, which is Same. bananas. And it's not. Um, like when you watch, you see it. He was just incredible, not just at mm-hmm. escaping the pocket and making these like outrageous throws across his body, you know, downfield, but also uh, in a muddy pocket, stepping up, navigating pressure extraordinarily. But weirdly, um, that passer rating dropped to 26 when he was kept clean. So um, I think that's why some people are a little bit concerned about this year. Like, oh no, that tends to be unstable and, you know, uh, you want to see quarterbacks who are good in a clean pocket year to year. But I also think given the improvements that the Chargers made along their offensive line, which is one of the most improved position groups in the NFL, um, that should stave off regression on that front. But for me, the thing I, I would say, again, improving on playing in rhythm in a clean pocket, not having to rely on those like outrageous third down, you know, hero plays. Yeah. And that, that's, I agree with that. And even with, some of the regression that comes in those high, you know, high value, high variance situations, third down or against pressure. It's like, okay, okay. Even if he does regress there, his first and second down stuff, I think that's where the improvement's going to happen just naturally. I mean, it's just like, it could be any quarterback in the world. And we're going to talk about one. I I know, you know, I don't really, I'm not very high. I'm like Drew Locke. It's like, it's just natural that you're going to progress because you just, it's just, it's just being a human being. <laughs> and, and, but with him, it's a lot of the stuff they ran last year. And actually, oh my God, I'm going to dog him twice. So, okay, is, okay, stick with me here, is that with, with Herbert, was a lot of the stuff they ran was a lot, I would say, simpler, you know, day one, day two, yeah. day three, day four install stuff. But he, he ran it perfect. Like his eyes were great. Everything was throwing out on time. And if he wasn't on time, he was really good at listening to his feet. That's it's kind of a phrase I've stolen from Paul Carist is that you listen to you, you let your feet tell you when you're late, not like seeing the guy or anything. It's like I hit my three step drop or out the gun and I hitched and I'm like, oh, the guy's not. OK, OK, now create or now check it down or do that. And I think he does a really good job of that. I think my improvement, what I want to say is that he needs to add to his just his repertoire, like just what concepts he's used to as opposed to did I say that. Right? No, you just said it's, it so frenchly. Uh, keep going. Sorry. This is the problem with leaving the, the camera on accent. is I can't hide my feelings. About tell me, know, tell me more about perfect, his, his repertoire. Repertoire. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, is that like, so with, with it is that it, it's that he just needs to improve like all the plays that he's comfortable yeah. with. Because I thought a lot of the third down plays and red zone plays are generally game planning in the sense that you might carry over a quarter of them, but about three quarters of them are going to be switching up or have some change every week because everyone gets very designed play heavy in those situations. And I think he, just a lot of them, he knew one route. And then if he didn't know that route wasn't open, he's like, all right, 
I'm going to create something or bombs away, you know, which that's why he's hit so many bombs away throws because he knew it. And he was like, all right, I'm going to stand. And he's tough and he's awesome. So I just think he just needs to add to those plays he's comfortable with and that that will kind of like maybe a little more efficient play yeah. before, you know, all those explosives that he creates. And I just Lombardi, you know, he runs a lot of that kind of stuff. So I, as far as those kind of simpler concepts, so I think it's going to be good. What I was going to say is that like that's why it was one of my big negatives on Drew Locke was that he ran those same type of concepts, spacing and spot and double slants, triple slants, very basic concepts. And he was like struggling with them. And that's where I was like, oof, I don't know if this guy is – really has his head in the playbook like we would want him. But Justin Herbert seems like he does. So that's why I'm very optimistic. I know other people are like you So are. Uh, with Denver, you know, we don't know who's going to be the quarterback if it's Drew or Teddy. And it's funny because like this exercise in particular, you're like, well, you could not come up with more different quarterbacks than Drew and Teddy. Let's assume it's yep. Teddy. Because I think right now, in my opinion, okay. Teddy Bridgewater is the best quarterback on the roster. Um yeah. What would you prescribe for Teddy? <laughs> just keep doing what you're doing. Um, Teddy, Teddy is a, Teddy's Mr. Safe. Teddy is just, you know, I, I guess it would be to maybe trust some of the talent that he has and there. Good talent. I think Cortland Sutton coming back, yeah. really good talent. They're not just the running backs, but Cortland Sutton, Sutton coming back. Judy, you know, hopefully he sends even more with a little more consistent play with them. But I also think Noah Fant's going to have a huge year. And I think – Teddy is going to be able to feed him. So I think Teddy will get it done, but maybe, you know, just trust him. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe make some of those hero throws. You don't always have to be safe. Maybe just go like, hey, Noah Fan's going to go dunk on this guy or, you know, Corbin Sutton's going to go do something. So I think maybe that's it. It's just, you know, sometimes just take the governor off and just, you know, it's a 50-50 you know, throw and just toss Part of the reason there. I was hopeful for um, Carolina was that on that six-game stretch with New Orleans, I think it was the last two games, Tampa – it definitely stands out, and this was two years ago, and my brain is slop now. But um, <laughs> there were two games where Teddy kind of aired it out a little bit and started. It took took more risks again with the Saints offense, mm -hmm. and um, you know, obviously, he doesn't have like a a cannon, but he's capable of averaging more than six point nine air yards per attempt or whatever. So <laughs> I, I agree yeah. with you. And, and again, this is there is very good talent there. Although, given how good the defense is, you, you got to think they want to take care of the football, which is why he's a better starting yeah. option than, than Teddy. Um, okay, so that we're on, we're on pace for a forty-hour podcast now. Um, really managing the clock well on my end. No, never mind. Um, I got nothing until the Nets game, baby. Uh, let's go to the NFC West. I'll go <laughs> with uh, Russell Wilson first, um, and I. This is going off of the second half of the season. You and I talked about this a lot. Yeah, he just needs to take more of the layups when they're available to him. Uh, it really, it's yeah. not really that complicated with Russ. Like there were moments last year no. where he just saw him looking past Lockett <laughs> in the flat and like trying to make it happen downfield. And um, I'll be interested to see how they deploy Gerald Everett, the tight end they signed from the Rams. I think they absence of a high quality tight end after Olsen went down, really hurt that offense last year, especially against all the two they were facing. Um, but, you know, Russell needs to get the ball out quicker to go back to earlier discussion and also be willing to check it down. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's the usual Russ. It's, he does all the hard things yeah. at playing quarterback, like really well. And then it's like the simple things. It's like, he just, needs to be yeah a quarterback and I, he does and that's what's so hard with him is because he does so many quarterback things well but then he's like these real simple things it's almost like 
he's like sunshine from every Titans where like the 50 yard bomb is easier than the two yard throw right in front of his face. And that's kind of how it is. And it's always how he's kind of going to be. It's just, that's where the height comes into play. It's not balls getting batted down. It's just those little, that five to six, seven yard area right over the ball. That's really hard to see for us. And time and time again, it's shown that he's not great with it. Um, Yeah, I agree. I I think that's, I mean, I'm basically saying the same thing. I think with the OC, the new offensive coordinator there, Kind of, even though Russ is always going to beg for more and he's going to be good on the whiteboard and everything, it's kind of less is more for him. Just go, okay, this is good. You're really good at it. If one's not open, just go be Russ and create create your throws. Don't try and square peg round hole. Even if Russ goes, yeah, I can handle it. I got it. I got it. We'll see on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, once once we run that play and see what happens. No, so I, I completely agree with you. It's just be be take the more efficient play again. That's another guy that we could say this about. And just do more of the traditional quarterback things and, you know, just take what take what's given. And I think just with Russ, it's he's going to if he's comfortable to play, he's going to be good. But he really likes mirrored concepts where it's the same on each side, because then he can just go one to two and scramble. And I think that's where the tight end comes in, in handy, because it's that intermediate area, that 10 to 15 yard area that Russ really likes to throw at. So that's where tight ends run a lot of those routes, you know, those digs and those choice routes on the inside and so it makes a lot of sense it's interesting because you just mentioned how russ is really good in that intermediate era uh area you know who's not i'm staying in the nfc west can you guess who i'm gonna mention who's no i actually want to hear kyler this. murray um i know no, okay I, know. I don't i don't know <laughs> god damn it well I, yeah i would have been like patrick mahomes again and it wouldn't have the joke wouldn't have worked in the opposite direction um okay yeah so, we, we just do it every single one, and that way it's just like stop hitting yourself. People stop hitting love, yourself. Just love stop. that. Um, <laughs> it is really like extremely like comic book guy vibes of us being like, <laughs> I'm like good one. Um, yeah. I knew it. Of course, Kyla Murray in the intermediate area. Um, no, but it's interesting. Ep- episode season two, episode <laughs> fifteen. You know, like all that. It's, it's interesting though because. Um, you know, Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson do have a fair amount in common as quarterbacks, particularly particularly their diminutive size. Um, but uh, Kyler, for that, this was that was what he was supposed to get better at last season. And so, if you, if we had done this exercise last year, I would have said the exact same thing: ten to twenty air yard throws. And he did not really improve in that respect. He still does all the dazzling things. And I think you know, again, I, if anything, he was even better on his feet. <laughs> last year uh but what to me that's the most glaring area of his game that needs improvement and i would love to ask you like what does it take and is it an area do you think that he can improve on yeah i i think he's capable of doing it i just don't think he has a lot of chances to show off that area because it's like the cliff kingsbury offense so far has just been dink and dunk and then it's like so he has three of those intermediate throws a game i uh, this is anecdotal and i'm sure there was some there was some stat will pull it off no he has seven a game but it's that that area that he's attacking i think it's just that like he's not getting a lot of good looks in that in that regard and so it's like maybe it's just a lot of more difficult throws for him i think kyler kyler does a lot of those quarterback things like really well i mean he doesn't handle anything with protection so that's fine um but it's i mean he can make legitimately every throw and and what for me it was almost a mechanical thing that i thought he should i i noticed when i watched a couple games of him this past year was um, like he will take, like, say it's like a five step drop out of the gun. He'll take a seven step hmm. and some of that is to create space. Say, yeah. and almost, if you didn't, if you didn't look, you'd kind of be like, Oh, that's on time. But it actually causes them to be a little late on some throws, especially more timing throws on the outside and stuff. And so some of those, 
kind of don't work out that spit on the camera. No, I was just, it's like how like when like a toddler has to take more steps to keep up with um That was the image that got into my head. And it's so it's, I love Kyler Murray. Nobody yell at me. I think he's great. I just, the, the way you were painting that picture, it was just, that's the image that came to my head. And I, that, that's how coach Chris would, when at Wisconsin, like he would teach the drops with me and Ross and I'm so much, you know, taller and Ross brag. my longer we legs. And he would just go, yeah, humble brag. Yeah, I broke six feet. No, and he was like, okay, Nate, so it's three steps. You're good. Two hitches. Okay. All right, Russ, it's a, uh, uh, okay, it's five steps, two bounces. You know, it's like, because the rest does the bounce instead of the hitch. Because if he hitched up, he would crowd himself and he ba- he bounces to so he can stay tall on his feet. Him and Drew Brees do that. So I just always thought that was so funny. All right, 30, Nate, two hitches, 30 Russ, step two drop, and then Rondale Mara is going to take, you know, yeah. 30, 30 of his little steps. Um, let me ask you this again. Do you think it will help having um, Rodney Hudson? So the the, the Cardinals traded yes. for one of the best centers in the NFL, um, especially being such a, again, petite petite quarterback, who is a normal-sized man. We talk about these guys like they're t- – he's not a tiny – he's a normal-sized man. I'm in the NFL. But anyways, um, does having a, a really good center help a small quarterback in that regard? It's going to help with everything with their whole offense because it, it. I think too is one of my biggest negatives I've seen with Cliff and that Cardinals offense is just the protections don't match up with the pass concepts, and like they'll have this heavy protection sliding with, but nobody in the underneath checkdown area. So it's like Kyler, go make a hero throw or scramble, as opposed to like make it like we're saying like oh we got to be more efficient, got to be more efficient. That's how you make efficiency is you have checkdowns underneath, and I think with that is that Rodney is going to has this. Rodney is just a cerebral. I mean, he is one of the smartest people in the league, just period. doesn't matter what position. So I think with him, he's going to go like, well, that doesn't make sense. Shouldn't you have some work there? Or he should just know, well, we're full sliding this. Why Why do we full slide this? We can just do this, this, and this. I can call it this. Like Rodney's going to speak up. And I think that's going to help the whole offense because he's just going to be like, I'm going to make it easier. I'm going to call it this way because he, he, Rodney is one of the few centers I know that has carte blanche. Like even with my dad and, and afterwards with Cable, it was kind of like, how do you see it, Rodney? And him and Derek would talk, and they might call it totally different than what might have been game planned, and that's fine because usually he's right, or he's so studied so much. And I think that's where it's just going to help the whole offense because Rodney will go, "Well, hold on one sec, hold on, like let's do it like this with three man slide, let's do this." So I think that's going to unlock a lot. Center is one of those positions as one of the biggest multiplier effects. Obviously, quarterback, but having a good center just helps everything. Although the whole offense line will be calmer in their heads. The quarterback, Kyler, now can just go, I don't have to worry about shit because <laughs> he just has Rodney take every protection call and good. I don't have to trump, trump card anything. I'm good. And I think Rodney has a personality to maybe go to the head coach and go Cliff and go, I think that's stupid. And which sometimes sometimes you need a player to kind of go like, I don't think that's smart. And you go as coaches because you're in your own bubble sometimes and you go, oh, OK, what do you mean? Talk, talk, talk. And if you have a good relationship, Rodney might be a little harsher than that. But um, but I think that's actually going to be good for the whole Cardinals team. I really do. I think that's one, one of the most key signings or movements that's happened or trades yeah. that happened this offseason. Sounds like you're saying he should be the coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Um, he, he can be a player coach. Stafford is a weird one. I actually was surprised. Yeah. I was pulling a bunch of stats from last year just to kind of – I don't know, see if anything jumped out to me as being like surprising. And I was actually really surprised at some of Stafford's splits, um, particular how bad he was last year against pressure, 29th in QBR against the Blitz, uh, when he was pressured, which was a fair amount, sacked third most of any quarterback. So converting pressure to sacks, responsible for a fair amount of them. Um, 
it was interesting because kind of like I think the previous year there was so much Matt Stafford hype because he was so good in 2019. Then, of course, he has the injury. There's this feeling like, oh, some of the misbegotten Lions hype last year. At, I don't know who was high on them. I can't. I wasn't good. <laughs> Anyways, um, was because Stafford was so good the prior year. And again, you know, like there were obviously issues with the Lions that um, go beyond Matt Stafford. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I, I, yeah. Like, what do you think is the thing that he needs to get the, get better at when he joins his new team? I think he's another guy that's going to, because he's going to be on the move a whole bunch of times with that. All those bootlegs and and stuff. He is. And that's, I think it's just, he doesn't oh – God, I'm going to say this so many times about some of these guys, but he doesn't have to be a hero. Like he's, sometimes he'll get lazy legs a little bit where he – his arm is literal – his literal arm talent is just so off the chain. <laughs> it's just off the grid. And like – but a lot of guys, some guys use more hips. Some guys use more legs. Some more use more core when they throw. But Stafford sometimes will get lazy with his mechanics and just kind of just go like – and just arm talent, just – sidearm that ball in there and then also be like oh yeah great throw but i think with that with a lot of these throws that he's going to have it's just like hey we don't need that just be consistent and so i think some of that's what's polished he's also in his mid early mid 30s so it's kind of like how much you can improve on that at this point he kind of is what he is but i don't know i i i'm very excited to see stafford in this offense though like i that's one of the of all the things I'm looking forward to week one is just to watch that offense and just see what that next step is with, with McVay and him and actually somebody like chucking it downfield. And I think, I think that's just gonna be a really cool blending of talents and also just what the scheme's going to be around them. But really if I had to put it short, I'd say no lazy legs, I guess. <laughs> so kind of, kind of a weird one to say, but that's what, that's what it'd be. For it's going to be so weird for him personally going from throwing 50, 50 balls to, Kenny Galladay to just seeing like wide ass open Robert Woods streaking on an over or something and being uh, like, oh, right. so you're telling me there doesn't have to be a defender with uh, the arms this of this is, what, there's not there's not an over behind under, nothing underneath. What's interesting you said about the pressure stuff is I have noticed with the Lions offense the last couple of years was they had a lot of mix up with their calls. Okay. And I don't know if that was the center, if that was Stafford not speaking up, or who. You, it's one of those you don't know who to blame it on. Is it the coach, the center, the guard messing it up? And it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, but you almost want to see Stafford kind of take a little more ownership as a 30-plus-year-old quarterback who's you know all that money. So that was something I've always just kind of noticed, but it's the Lions. So it's kind of like a trickle-down. Is it just because their whole – you know, whole organization was aft, you know, so who's it, who's it to blame? So I, I've always, I've noticed that a little bit and I know the center is getting some pub and everything, but it's just, yeah, it was one of those things that I kind of always right now. noticed when I watched the Lions offense. Right now. Right now. Um, How now? Incredible Brown name for like a <laughs> NFL center. Um, we'll be quick on Trey Lance because I've talked about him a lot. You know, I, I just have down to down to accuracy, like just, uh, he needs yeah. to be like, have a completion percentage above 55 percent this season (laughs) like that you know like yeah it's just you know he's gonna lean on his legs a lot that you know the first year he's gonna make some crazy plays but uh just he needs the easy stuff he needs to complete more of it or most of it in the nfl so not that exciting Uh, i said intermediate intermediate accuracy yeah i mean he got some harder situations in north coast state that they're on third down but it's like i mean that's where also you could see how smart he was and you can see how easily he can handle it. But I, I completely agree. I just got more consistent accuracy. It can't just all be wild throws. Um, moving to the AFC South pivot. Okay. South. Uh, let's do another rookie. Okay. 
Um, Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Let's do Trevor Lawrence. So, um, okay. It's interesting because it's it's like improve upon, and we actually talked about him on live today. And I was like, they they asked, "What do you want to see from Trevor Lawrence?" I was like, "That he can run an NFL offense." And I mean, that's kind of it. But as far you know, that's like it. setting protections, um, handling you know pressure, also some you know accuracies, occasional struggles. But beyond that, I just kind of like the. I don't really have any questions. I just kind of need to see it. Yeah. I was just like, keep gaining weight, I guess. That's a good one. <laughs> that would be uh, like, I wish that was someone's advice for me. Yeah. <laughs> right. The only thing you need. I didn't Actually, stop. People do say that to me. Eat a sandwich. No. Some people get make me a sandwich. I could eat a sandwich. You're so uncomfortable right now. Let's keep going. All right. Because well, I mean, what am I going to say? Trevor to that? Lawrence, Trevor yeah, 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 that one's better. <laughs> um, Tyrod Taylor is another just, um, quarterback in the AFC South. And I think he's the starter. <laughs> I guess he is. Um, it's the same thing. <laughs> I just put a I question mark. It's the same one. thing that it's always been with with the Texans. I'm assuming he's the quarterback, guys. If you're a Texan fan, you're listening. I'm sorry, first of all. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think I wrote down. It's the same thing. It's always been with Tyrod aggression. I, I also wrote user legs. I think that's something that at times. Um, over the last few years when he has gotten a chance to play, it's been weird to me that the uh, he has not been – there hasn't been more of a QB run game integrated into what the offense does because I he's still not that old. He's still pretty athletic. So, he's, I think he's, yeah, so yeah. that's what I would do if I, I was running that offense, get him on the move a lot. I said don't get frustrated <laughs> and um, basically avoid any needles towards your oh, chest. Oh, poor guy. But it's – yeah, I know, I know, poor guy. But, yeah, it's just do what you can and be tie rod. And it's just like it's not going to be great, but just be an athlete and, you know, maybe make the one tough throw that you need to make every game. But just make the most of your opportunity. That's all you can do in that situation. Uh, Tannehill I think is interesting. I want to I yeah. hear what you have to say first, and I'll tell you what I have to say. I said not being a, a one-read robot. And just kind of, you know, actually progressing on some of the drop back concepts. I, I think he's him, like him or her. It's funny, him and Herbert like have a lot of similarities, but I think Herbert's gonna be a better but player. Like 20, but it's 21. just like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what I mean. They're like already similar, <laughs> but you know, Herbert's a decade younger. Um, but it's, yeah, so it's kind of one of those things where it's just part of the offense he's into. It's gonna be totally different, not totally different, but a little different. Todd Downing there. I just think. Don't be such just a robot with some of his plays. You can see him just like literally go, I know this was open all week in practice and I'm locked in. And I mean, and he's great because he's so tough in the pocket and he stands there hell or high water. But it's like, okay, you know, we got to maybe get to number two and not just throw the alert or something. But it is what it is. That's all Sometimes, I Sometimes, I guess hell or high water, they're both bad options. So I was just about to choose one of them. But in any case, um, you know, Tannehill is going to take more sacks than some other guys because of what you just described. And, um, you know, I, I could see that evolving in their offense. If the, like the Titans are a team that's being positioned as kind of one of the three most likely teams to get Julio Jones. And I'd be very curious to see how the offense evolves with Downing if they do get Julio. Um, because I think Mm -hmm. what you're describing might would, absolutely change some and i think it would be very good for oh, yeah. Tannehill. um <laughs> but yeah that that's absolutely it um carson wentz is is hard to pick a thing um but the yeah you know based on last season um 
if there's one, I mean, it's like accuracy to every level of the field, every uh, pressured, unpressured, holding on to the football long, too, taking too many sacks. I think he's the ultimate don't be a hero guy. Like, get the ball out. He just needs to get the ball out. Um, he needs to trust the offense. Maybe that's the right way to put it. Like, trust the scheme. Literally what yeah, I want. That's probably it. I mean, and, and, and he's in and, and to his credit, he's in a situation where I think that's more likely this year. So, mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I more or less exactly what you just said. I said, stop trying to do too much. Uh, I get the whole situation was a mess, but Wentz had the issue of playing hero ball and he could, he would make a bad situation worse sometimes. Um, it worked out all the time and, you know, in their, their Super Bowl year before he got hurt. But it's like, I think the, the coin, you know, it evened out a little bit. Um, it just need to get him out of that. And I do think he's a smart guy. I just don't think he's a fast processor, which you'll hear me say a couple of th- couple times about some of these guys. And why I say that is because like, it's like, I know what that feels like. <laughs> these guys are on a different tier than I was ever, but it's like, I get it on the board. It's great. I can do, Oh yeah. One, two, three, if they do this, yeah. That. And then as soon as the ball snap, these guys are great. But if the defense does something they weren't expecting, it's like, you could see some of these guys go, well, shit, you know, and like, and then, uh, and then that's where you see that, you know, see him clutching the ball a bunch of times, just kind of get away from that. But I do think this is the better situation he's ever going to be in. So we'll see how it goes from there. The NFC South. So the easiest one is Jameis. Um, obviously take it, take better care of the football decision-making. The question is whether or not that's even possible at this stage in his career. Um, we, we actually talked about this a little bit today because um, Diana Rossini was reporting on NFL live that it's a true quarterback competition, but they're excited about Jameis. And, and I think of course they're, they don't want Taysom Hill to be their starting quarterback. I, I don't have many, like, I realize there's going from Drew Brees in 2020 to Jameis is like as dramatic a swerve as you can make. Well, maybe as dramatic as going to Taysom Hill, but there, if it's not like Drew Brees was always this guy, it's not like the Saints' offense always looked like it did in 2020. If you go back 10 years, it's very easy to envision Jameis Winston in the like 2008 ish Drew Brees offense. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not worried about that. The question is like what I. I don't know. What can you do? I'm not a QB coach to make Jameis less Jameis at this point in his career. Do you think it's even possible? I assume you're, you have the same, you know, issue or point of improvement. (laughs) Absolutely. And that, and yeah, some of it you can help with scheme. Like even when he went to the Arians offense, it was like, yeah, it's great because Jameis is permanently no, no risk and no biscuit. Like he, that's how he lives his life apparently. So it's, it's going into, kind of like uh, well, Sean Payton offense, which is ah, – it's like they run a lot of traditional concepts. They just design them really well as far as window dressing and all that. And But a lot a lot of them are sound concepts, and I think that's the best thing that happened for Jameis is make it simple and go one, two to check down. Just get to your check down, please, like once or twice. <laughs> like you got to understand those linebackers are drifting behind you and just you can just think it down. So I think it's exactly the same. But I, I agree with you. You can change a little bit as far as quarterback, maybe some of the decision making as far as what you put around him, just scheme wise. But he's not going to like lose all of a sudden that kind of hero ballness to him. But it's a good point what you brought up with the, the old Saints offense because I do think that's what it's going to look like, no matter who it is, if it's Taysom or Jameis. I do think it's going to be a lot of slot formations out of twelve personnel. You know, with two receivers on one side, hip with the tight ends. You're going to see play action. You're going to see sale concepts, scissors. You're going to see over post concepts. You're going to just see a lot of that, which is, you know, that was more of a traditional Sean Payton thing before he got into more of a 
quick game maestro with Drew Brees in the last few years. So I think that's no matter who it is behind center, that's what the offense is going to look like. God, as you were saying that, I was trying to think of who the Saints' second tight end and third wide receiver is, and I was struggling. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Okay, I'm going to give you a hard one. It is. Brady. (laughs) Drink more water when you're day drinking. I think that that's my only improvement. Like I, I, I mean, what seriously? Keep your offensive line healthy. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, seriously, that second half of the year after their bye week, whatever it was, week eleven or week twelve, it was just like you. You're never going to see that type of offense ran better. And obviously, it's Tom Brady, but it's like again, this was the Arians' offense. It's so aggressive. But the timing he would show, it was like he would plant his back foot and that thing would just come out right away and be a perfect ball. And it was like, holy crap, that shouldn't be fair. Like most guys would have to take a hitch. Like even Carson Carson Palmer in his huge year, same concepts. He would have to hitch and then throw it with his big arm. Brady's not even, not even turning. He's like, whoop, whips it out. And it's wide open. It's unbelievable. Like this is the best way to put it with Brady and Breeze. Brady and Breeze had the same po- time in the pocket last year to throw, 2.4 seconds. Brady's air yards was 9.1. Breezes was 6.1. not be possible. And what, his interception sure. rate probably stayed below 2%. Of oh, yeah. Freaking, those those numbers don't usually go together. Usually one goes up and the other goes no. up and whatever. It's outrageous. Yeah, I mean, I've, I keep saying the only thing that's going to derail this buck season is injuries along the O-line. Um, mm-hmm. Because yeah, Brady, really even <laughs> as the offense got better, he still did struggle when he was actually pressured. He was just not pressured and he got the ball out quickly so it's not like it wasn't him as well but um god um okay and Gio Bernard's gonna be like a perfect fit for what they needed because like Leonard Fournette led the league and drop percentage last year like it's like an underrealized thing there's so many check how many Brady checkdowns we saw that James White over the years and they that's just, a great point they would miss 15 of those points of improvement I would say for Tom Brady to keep integrating things he actually he likes to do into the offense because that was a big yeah. issue with this uh, Bucks offense the first half of the season. Um, there was just that mm-hmm. discomfort level as they were kind of merging styles. Um, Sam Darnold. So I have uh, hit more singles and doubles. Um, nice. Mixing little sports metaphors there. Yeah. I mean, you know, the dude 38th in passer rating when the ball came out in 2.5 seconds or left less 39th in passer rating from a clean pocket. He's another one I was looking to in that. Now, it's not like Sam Darnold was much better in under pressure or when he held on to the ball longer, but I have a belief based on watching him that in when he's creating, he can do special things. My question is, can he just be normal? <laughs> like, can he do the normal? Can you do the normal quarterback things you have to do to put together um, you know, healthy drives. And that is, and also as I'm drilling, um, oh he's God. playing for Joe Brady, who's going to want him to do those things to get the ball out quick. And there's, you know, he's going to have open receivers and they do have good skill players there. And um, so I think that's to me, the most important thing for this year in terms of like rehabilitating his career. Have you seen Baba Duke? Or of course, the, of the course I have not seen Baba Duke. Oh, I would okay. never see There's Baba Duke. Is it pronounced Baba Duke? <laughs> it turns around. I, I, it's Duck or Duke. I don't know. But uh, yeah, there's a scene where the mom yells at the son. Why can't you just be normal? So that's what I was like. Why oh my can't God, you it just sounded be just normal. Like just be normal. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, slam. Yeah. Just just do it. Just uh, you, it, your feet, hit, your foot hit the ground, Sam. Just throw it. Just let it all out. Um, yeah. I, I completely agree. Sing, turn, 
don't want to be a hero again. He's going to be another guy. I'm going to say that. Take the easy throws. I said, just relax um, and learn to be a QB in your fourth year as a pro. And I, I can't believe I'm saying that, but I, I, I do think Joe Brady is going to at least make him look tolerable because that was, I was kind of, you know, classic old man, Nate, like not for, not for long NFL. Like, so I thought Joe Brady would come in. I was like, all right, what is this guy going to do? What he did last year kind of really I, intrigued me. I was like, oh, I like this. Like he did a lot. He did different things that he did at LSU. A couple sprinklings of that. But then it was like, it looked like more like a Sean Payton stuff. And it was, it was cool. It was like, okay, I like this. So, you know, putting, uh, putting Robbie Anderson in the slot, all those types of things. So I think with Sam Darnold is I do think another guy that's like less is more. And I think Joe Brady's smart enough to kind of go like, okay, it might look like that Saints offense a little bit too, where it's like, hey, it's going to be those heavy play action concepts where it's half field reads and just stop making Sam go coast to coast. Just he, he doesn't have a lot of reps at quarterback. He hasn't had a lot of good reps at quarterback. He's been banged up. He's had mono. He's had everything, everything under the sun. I'm going to just offend Sammy. But it's like one of those things that I just think he, he needs to – it's just less is more. He's just going to be another guy with that and just improve and just be like, hey, you don't have to be a hero. You're not going to be the guy anymore. Just take a little bit of weight off your shoulders. What do you have for Matt Ryan? This is one I struggled with. I, I just let his players do the work. Yeah. <laughs> that's, all I said. Like, that's all I got. Matt's Matt. Like, what do you mean? Kind of is Matt? who he is like, at he this is. point. He, he, I mean, yeah. the thing is with Matt, like, Better than people realize last that, year. Better, better when people, people realize. realize. And then when he did struggle, usually there were externalities at play, whether it was the protection yep. or the play calling, frankly, that was holding him back. And that's not to say Matt Ryan is blameless or even like a top 10 quarterback. He's kind of in that 10 to 15 usually, Rich. sometimes kind of right at 10. Um, but yeah, I don't know um, if there's anything I would point to in particular, which is not. But I think yours, your answer was good. I like that. That's a good cop out. Thanks. Appreciate it. I know. I, I was pretty proud. I know that uh, his might be. The I show. couldn't come up with anything. Is, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. But Matt, I think Matt was a little better than people realized last year. Just a lot of people turned off the Falcons and, and didn't watch kind of their improvements on defense in the second half, myself included. And then, but seeing like Calvin Ridley and him, I mean, Calvin Ridley is ascending yeah. even more like than I think people realize that guy is unbelievable. And so I think just with Matt, it's, keep being Matt Ryan and, and enjoy the Arthur Smith offense. Cause I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, speaking of fun, let's take a quick break. Cause when we come back, we've got the AFC North. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets pizza. The number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better with the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country. There's no competition. And I have to say, speaking from experience recently, having tried it for the first time in Detroit, it is absolutely delicious. Right now, you can get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, we are back. We're talking about the AFC North. I'm going to start with a really difficult one, Ben Roethlisberger. It's difficult because they like things he needs to get better at are not things he can because of his age. I think. Um, yeah. yeah. Like you know, 
improve your what did I say? Musculate your arm. Um, I think, but that's not to say the Steelers' offense is hopeless. I just think that one, the most important thing would would have been improving protection, and and then they they do have different offensive linemen. I'm just kind of skeptical or whatever. And, and then the other thing I think is is scheme. They have a new offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, who I now realize you probably played for, right? Wasn't he at Wisconsin? He he came right, right after. So, okay, he came right after right after, and but I worked with him in the spring for okay. like three months okay. uh, before I before I started coaching. Yeah, can Matt Canada? Yeah. So I know get, Matt Canada. Get Ben Roethlisberger to do to do play action. Oh my God! I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think Ben likes turning center. his back. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh my God! But Matt Canada is a mad scientist, though. Like he is an absolute. What can he do? Mad what can he do to help football. Ben? He I, there's gonna be a ton of motion, even though Ben doesn't like it. I, I, Canada is gonna. I mean, he's gonna like that's his thing. Is motion as motion as much as you can possible. Um. So and I mean, they went with Najee Harris in the first round. I think they're signaling what they want to do a little bit. Um, I, they just have to create explosive plays. I'm saying this more as the Pittsburgh Steelers offense than just Big Ben, but he's the quarterback, so it's on him. They just need to attack downfield somehow. It can't just be all RPOs. It can't be a run game with quick outs. Like, yeah, that's fine when you have dominant, dominant guys around you, but now, okay, that, the, what used to be a 12-yard gain is now a six-yard gain, and those add up throughout the entire game. If you do that 20 times, you know that's just a lot of missed yards, I think, but they just need to keep finding ways to create explosives some, somehow, some way. And Ben needs to be a part of that. 2.3 seconds yeah. is how quickly he's getting the ball out. That's <laughs> outrageous. Um, I liked it. When, was it Montez Sweat one of, on Washington who was just realized, like, I just got to get my hands up. <laughs> like, uh, it yeah. was that game, right? When the defensive line yeah. kept um, tipping passes. They just stopped rushing. Yeah, they're like, well, They just stopped right. rushing. They just balled out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Joe Burrow, um, obviously, you know, health is paramount here. Do you notice his new teeth? We talked about this, right? How he's got new teeth. Fascinating. Um, yeah. So two thoughts. Obviously. Oh, 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 no, no. You know what? I'm, we're just speeding up. Okay. One thought. Um, Joe Burrow, 31st in QBR and 20-yard plus passes. Now, obviously, he doesn't have the strongest arm in the world. But, you know, some of that also has to do with both his protection and the skill players. One would think that Jamar Chase, um, who ranked first amongst all college players over the last two years on 20-yard-plus touchdowns, despite the fact that he didn't play last year, one would think he would help in in that regard. So, I mean, that seems that's like the biggest area where... I mean, Burrow also had the worst QBR in the NFL when pressured, by the way, which jumps out, but... I did not know that. I mean, watching that offensive line and not just the players they had, but just what they were scheme wise, that was brutal. Oh my God, brutal. And and uh, the thing with Burrow, and this is what I'm going to say, I don't know if it's improvement, but more like just lean into what you do well. Like my joke is I, I've called Burrow Dak Pennington because he he's big, he's smart, and he's athletic, but he has the arm strength of Chad, late career Chad Pennington, but he makes it work. He, he knows <laughs> what what's great about Burrow. He knows what he is. Like, which I love. He's never going to try and be like, I'm going to throw this as hard as I can because I'm late on this throw. He's like, no, I can't do that. I'm going to check it down. I love that. Um, some of that pressure stuff and some of all that, you know, versus all that is they they try to go in a lot of empty and they put a lot on 
Burrow to be right, just read wise and protection wise. And I think with him, for him to win, if this is how he's going to win, and being super smart, super accurate, and a good enough athlete to kind of create a little bit, is that he can't ever be wrong. Like he honestly has to ace every test. And that's if he wants to be that next level quarterback to live up to the number one pick, I do think he's going to be a solid to good quarterback for a while. But to be that next, next tier, he just can never be wrong. Like he just can't. He has to use that big brain in his, you know, and that I just I think that's what he just that's what he has to prove upon. And he's already good at it, like especially for a rookie. Yeah. He's he's on a, really good at it. It's just that he has to be in year two at basically like a year eight level. And just I think that's what he really needs to be to excel. So Lamar Jackson, um, his team did invest in improving the offense. Um, you can quibble with you know the decisions that they made, but they did make some improvements on the offensive line and in the draft. They got your favorite, Rashad Bateman, um, Tyler Wallace, Woo. Sammy Watkins. So I think we, we at the, this is tough too because like you watch him and you say, okay, well, what is the weakness in his game, or what does he need to improve at? Throwing consistently outside the numbers, but what if that's just who he is? You know what I mean? Like, what if that's just never going to be a part of his game? And I actually think you can argue it doesn't have to be because if you just go back two years, this is a team that had a very explosive passing attack where Lamar Jackson was primarily using, you know, working the seams in the middle of the field as he likes to do. Um, And that went away last year, largely because of what defenses were doing and also protection and the skill players. So I I think – it's a little bit tricky with Lamar. It's it's not as simple as saying, you know, be more accurate throwing outside. Um, I do think he can, it, it's not impossible to improve with that. But I also think um, just general, you know, accuracy over the middle of the field and, or, and willingness to throw the ball is going to help him regardless of whether he improves in that way. I would say the exact, what you said right at the end there is what I agree with. It's just that willingness to maybe make – I get it. Your legs are incredible. I mean, just a generational like ability as him to be able to create, but it's like you, he, it's a can or won't thing. Like he can do those throws. Like you said, he can throw outside. He can throw it over the middle. It's just that sometimes he just chooses not to. And he's just like, screw it. I'm just going to, I, this is a 50, 50, I complete 15 yards. I'm just going to scramble for nine <laughs> and, and it will be good. I, so I completely agree with that. And it's so funny is last year is like, he kind of, they, Lamar kind of like, oh, he had a rough year and his QBR was still over 70. They were, yeah. Offense still looked great. It's still like hilarious, like how just the narrative, even in my head, like it's just how it goes. But I think just some of those concepts just take the efficient gain instead of just, you know, hunting the explosives with his legs. Um, You know, what you said, just being good enough at that, it's like in basketball where they have the three point shooters where they're like, okay, you don't have to be a 40% shooter, but whatever the number is, 34%. Just that for him. It's just like be efficient enough to make them pay when they get well, it to you. You don't have to win that way. It, it's kind of like what you're yeah. saying with Burrow where he has to be perfect mentally in terms of his short and intermediate accuracy to compensate for some of the you know, the, the physical stuff. With Lamar, he doesn't have to be <laughs> because his um, no, his tools are so outrageous. And with him, you know, he's an excellent decision maker. It's really, again, accuracy and decision making mm-hmm. are two different things. And, and sometimes I think people forget that with him. Um, it's not about processing or um you know his ability to like read defenses is about his willingness to make the throws and sometimes it's not quite there uh mayfield's a, an interesting one i'm very curious to hear what you have to say so you go first here i mean it's just always that he, he kind of always makes everything look hard you know like he 
every ball is as hard as he could possibly throw it. Everything is like maybe a second late, maybe he's ad-libbing out of the pocket. Um, really, it's just, hey, find something in the pocket and stop bailing. That would be my number one thing. He he, it, it's fine. I I what the one thing Baker does bring that I like is he can create. He can go get you a bucket at times. It's just that be a quarterback and drop back. The offense limits that offense is going to limit your opportunities to drop back. They're taking a lot of weight off your shoulders. So now you got to take all those gimmies, those stick routes, those when it is a bootleg, hitting the five yard gain. And it's like, okay, it might not be the coolest throw, but you got to hit those like that. You got to hit the singles. You got to take your walks. Like that's what that is. And I think with Baker, it's like, it's always got to be the home run. It's always got to be the sweet ass home run throw or whatever he wants to do. So I think just with him, I feel like when I watch him, I just yell the whole time. Just like, no, yeah. Or just, yeah, that was, no, no bad throw. Like it's just, that's all I'm doing when I watch him. So I think, I think for him, it's just take your gimmies and, and, and just stop making it so hard on yourself. Yeah, he, he did have some of those some really incredible explosive plays. We were talking about the Ravens game, and I was like, man, I remember him being really good and making some really cool throws in that game. But he also, if you go back and watch some of those plays, there are, there are some balls that should have been turned over last year. Um, yeah. And I think you're absolutely right. I, it, what Something that shocked me, again, just when I was looking at last year's stats was seeing that Baker had the second longest time to throw after Jalen Hurts, which is not surprising. I didn't, th- I didn't yeah. think it would be that long. 3.05 seconds is very long and speaks to what you're describing. Yes. Um, okay. NFC North Rogers. I just wrote, don't regress. <laughs> I, that's all I got. What do you got? <laughs> Playing nice with others. Like <laughs> that's really all I got. I mean, that's, yeah, don't regress is a good one because how he was playing last year, you know, let's just let's just keep the good times going. I guess that's all you can say. Yeah, I mean, if this was again, if it was 2019, Rogers, I would have some different answers for you. But yeah, and it also is. It's funny amidst all this, like the discourse on Aaron Rodgers, we're all assuming he's going to be the guy we saw in 2020 instead of the guy we saw the previous yeah. three years. Kind of. Yeah, so, two three years. Yeah, I, mean, I, know. I don't know. I know, we'll and and man, there there are so many plays that we like. His A dot's not that even that crazy either. It's just that he takes so many these little cheapies left and right, and it's like, don't get punished on those. Like, don't outsmart yourself. Like, he can get he can get a little cute sometimes, and he gets away with a lot because he's so damn good. But it's just one of those where it's like maybe if he loses five percent of his talent, you know, ten percent, just ne- father time. You know, it's like. Don't take those for granted. Sometimes you have to be Mr. Safe and be Mr. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm just going to hand it off instead of throwing this this bubble to Devontae and let him make a play. And I get it. He likes to feed his guys and get them going, even if it's a two-yard gain. But it's like, man, if you're not making all those other throws, that can really hurt you over time. That's a good point. But it's kind of one of those things. It's kind of one of those things you're like complaining about the car, the seat size and like a Bentley kind of thing. Well, you know, <laughs> that's, what we're, that's what we're here to do. That's what it is. Um, that's our here to do. Right, going from a Bentley to a gently used Prius, Kirk Cousins, what do you got? Nice. <laughs> gently used Prius, that's where we're going with him. I would say stop becoming a statue in two-minute situations and create something. Uh, I think a lot of times when it's on Kirk sh- Kirk's shoulders, it's like, it's frustrating. What? But who has done that? Who has it's had that trajectory? Because I wrote the same thing down with for him, obviously. Um, but then I kind of looked at it, and and I wrote like, "Stop taking dumb sacks and get out." Um, but can you think of an example of a quarterback who has improved at that? Who has? Oh, 
boy. Because it's tough. It's really uh, real tough. Because I don't want to say like, you know, Deshaun, because it's totally a different vibe, like totally different play, you know, style of play. Like Deshaun was doing, creating all the stuff. But like, as far as like a pocket guy, like um, I would say Shab maybe. Yeah. Shab got a little more, com- com- a little more comfortable reading from the pocket a little bit. And yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm just trying to think of guys that used to be ad livers that got better. Like uh, guys are just naturally going to do it, but I mean, one that, rare. Like, that's the only one that kind of comes to mind. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. It just is. It kind of, it's like running back vision or something like that. Right. Um, I, I, hands a little bit could be like this. It's kind of like you are what you are. Right. You're going to prove just maybe like a half, half tier, but not like a full or two it, tier. It's like, like we think with other you things. can, it's like, I, oh God, I'm, I'm stumbling. I'm like reaching for like a terrible analogy. It's almost like you can be, have like it be an improviser, like a jazz improviser and learn to like read sheet music but it's very hard to yeah. read sheet, be like a technically profound pr- proficient music. This isn't actually true. I'm just, you know, and learn how to like yeah, improvise. No, I, That's how I feel sometimes. Um, especially watching like Kirk cousins of the world. I, I think that's so true though, because that's, that's, you'll hear me harp on all the time. It's why I'm always going to be in Darnold's corner a little bit. It's so much easier to take the aggression out of guys as opposed to instilling it into. Yeah. Them. It's easier for a guy. So like a quarterback that hangs in the pocket and be, be aggressive, that's something and be, and it's tough. That's something I'm always going to love. So it's like, it's easier to like, go like, Hey, Hey, check it down. You know, make it easier on yourself as opposed to like taking a coward and going like, hang in that pocket for an extra second. Like you have to hang in there. It's just easier. I like your voice. Your voice talking to the aggressive quarterback is like talking to a cat or like getting them to come down from a tree. But then your voice of talking to like the quarterback you want to be more aggressive is like being a mean dad. Um, learning a lot about you today. Okay. Justin Fields. Um, he's the opposite. Uh, well, but, but not really. It's not that, um, he can't operate in the structure of the accent. It, it's crazy how much of these are boiling down to be less of a hero or be more of a hero, but Justin falls into he's in the be less, be less of a hero bucket, obviously. Um, take what the defense gives you, yeah. get the ball out quicker. Don't have, have a little bit less faith in your arm, especially at the next level. So that's not, particularly yeah. complicated any i mean it's yeah. yeah basically what i said speed up the metal speed up speed up the metal clock of hair you know don't oh, don't have to be a hero you know i'm not and i basically had the exact same point i just literally just said so jared <laughs> we're, jared we're goff um what is the thing you think he can because re- so obviously not a great situation decent offensive line um Goff, we know his flaws at this point. You know, if he's pressured, he struggles, going to turn the ball over at times. Um, not great throwing the ball downfield. The explosive plays are kind of missing. But I think that's something he can get better at, though. But the thing about the, the, the downfield accuracy, it's not that he doesn't – he has a, a good arm. I think – like it's not, I'm not, it's not like with Teddy where I'm like, don't try, you know, with him, I'm like, you, you know, like the, it seems like something that he can improve upon. Yeah. God. And when he came out and even still to this day, just watching him and like him and like, he's not the same tier of player, but just their style of throwing him and Matt Ryan throw the ball. So similar, <laughs> like it's so, and how their bodies are, they're so long and you know, that skinny kind of gangly frame. So they, and man, they just throw the ball so similar, but then you just see the difference is Matt will ad lib a little bit. Matt's a, 
you know, he's not a blazer or anything, but he's a solid athlete, like as far as throwing off platform and all that. And Jared just has never really had that. And like he'll throw naked throws, you know, bootlegs, and he can change his arm, you know, change his arm slot and do all that kind of cool stuff. And it's like, oh, okay, you have that in you. But it's like as soon as he gets in the pocket, it's almost like he wants to be too perfect. Yeah. Like he's just like, I, he's, yeah, it, it's don't create enough or create more, please. Like, yeah, we're going to go over right there. And I, you know, my, my note for him was just, please create once. That's literally what I just had. It's just, he's going to have to, he's going to, he's going to be in a situation where he just really doesn't have it. Yeah. All right. We finally arrived at the East. We've gone reverse bias. Seems appropriate. Like we're it. going. Yeah. Right. Um, we've been talking about guys that we want to see create more and take more risks. Well, Josh Allen, um, <laughs> the YOLO king who dialed down the YOLO from probably, probably like, I, I feel like all the way down to like maybe 10%, like it is low, right? Last year. Um, that's it, right? Like, he, he's chaotic. It, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, I, it's I, that 10%. It's part of. Yeah, part of his appeal is, is that he's Professor Chaos. I mean, that's kind of what he is. I mean, just why I, I you I my my I, yeah, I think he did like a tweet maybe, but it was just I, I just watched one ran a couple of random games this morning and uh the throw he had to Cole Beasley in the corner. And it was just yeah. kind of like one of those things. It's like there's there's about three guys in the league that can literally do that. Like literally he's do that. Flat, like what how <laughs> flat footed late second off, he's late because He's staring down the receiver, staring down this whole shot, and then he panics real quick when he sees the corner kind of going like, mm, and he, he like flips his hips and then f- to throw the check down and then flips him back to throw the whole shot. And it's just like he throws like Uncle Rico from Napoleon this Dynamite. Is, like, he's just this like, is <laughs> our, our mutual friend, Ben Solek. Some Bills fans were trying to get after him for talking about Josh Allen's arm arrogance, which is a term my colleague Ryan Clark coined. It's not an insult. Like if you if you it's had that not, arm, not. you'd be arrogant too, humans who are yep. listening. Like yep. I, he, yeah, it's he's it's he's on a he, he's on a permanent heat check. That's what Josh Allen. Is. He's just on a permanent heat check, and I, that's what Ben was trying to say. Is like maybe he doesn't have to always be on. No, a heat and check. so that's that's where we are. <laughs> like the, it's the ten percent of the time. It's you know over the course of the season. I mean, God, there were just games where he was in absolute god mode, but like. Every now and then it would spring up. We'd be like, nah, you just check it down or throw it away. And he's gotten so mm-hmm. much better at that that I almost feel I don't want to harp on it. But it's so obviously the thing, especially right. because, again, it the mentally he's progressed so much as a quarterback. Um, yep. The risk taking is now very calculated, I think. Um, and and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. he takes the risk because he knows he has the arm to do it. Um, yeah. OK, there's two rookies in this division. I, and by the way, I chose to do rookies assuming you know they're they're all gonna the first rounders are all probably gonna start at some point uh if it's not if not week one but um zach wilson is definite week one guy um what do you have for him I'm, i'm curious because most of the concerns about zach wilson are like kind of about the transition from byu to the nfl which you know could be abrupt um so like what is the thing you think he can improve at that would make that transition easier I, I was going to say first off gain weight, uh, but second off would be so much skinny uh, I know, right? I, I, I maybe I'm just I'm feeling a little uh, self conscious, but I got to learn. He's got to just learn to operate, you know. From like, I mean, you're just basically saying learn to operate from the pocket consistently. I think with them, they. 
BYU had a very creative offense, but really when you got to their normal passing concepts, they didn't run that much. They ran mesh and they ran like mirrored concepts. And that was about it. And then did really cool game plan stuff every week. That that's what was so much fun to watch. And you could tell a lot of the times it was just like he he's guessing a little bit. So I think just that is just learning, hey, you're gonna have to run like 40 of these a week, you know, these new plays every week. And just learning kind of different types of throws that he's going to have to make, like maybe throw more sail balls, you know, stuff that he threw a lot of go balls. He threw a lot of crossers. He threw a lot of digs. So now it's like, can he throw benders? Can he throw stick route over and over and over? Because it's going to be a Shanahan offense with the floor there. So it's like he's going to have to run these certain things. So I'm very curious to see how we can operate. I'll be curious to see. You mentioned all the go balls like. It, how much of that? Oh, Denzel Mims. Yeah, I, I want to. I'm curious to see how much of that, Percy Denzel Mims. How much of that is incorporated into the Michael Fuller offense? Because we are assuming it is Kyle Shanahan's offense, but um, you know the things that there are aspects of what they did at BYU. Obviously, it's it's a wide zone scheme that are similar, but then there are things that Zach Wilson clearly preferred doing that are very different yeah. from uh, like the quarterbacks we've seen with Kyle Shanahan. So I'll be curious to see. Um, what that looks like. Um, Mac Jones. Um, so I, you know what, actually put a, put a pin in Mac Jones. Let's do two of first because I view them as really similar. Okay. Um, maybe that's unfair, okay. but I think let, let's start with Tua. Um, very, very risk averse last year. So he would fall into the be more of a hero camp. Um, what do you have? That's, that's what we're yeah, doing. Now. We're Every quarterback, two the two, the two types. Is there something more nuanced that you can offer other than, you know, <laughs> I take more risk. stop being safe and let it rip. Yeah. yeah. Let it rip. Um, the thing, and you got, we just have to decide, is that a feature or a bug? You know, is that a good thing that he's kind of like operating real quick? Cause he's, Oh my God, he's just like Alex Smith. I mean, he's like a left-handed Alex Smith at this point. Like, that's really what, like, how he operates. It's like, yeah, that's right. You made the proper read. But there's, like, he, he gets a lot of Bs and B-pluses when there's an A and an A-plus out there, like an answer out there. It's like, yeah, you're happy with a 3.0 GPA as far as reading. But it's like, you know, maybe try and get that A. That's an awful analogy, but I'm going with it. So just maybe some of those A-tier throws a little bit. But it's just, yeah, we have to – I mean – him, actually, it's funny. Him and him and Alex Smith had the exact same time in the pocket last year, two point three seconds. So, so that kind of actually fits in a whole another aspect. But yeah, it's determining. Just t- take the governor off and let it. Tua work. also Tua, just, would fine. seem to have the athleticism too. To yeah, he does have. There were some. There were a few moments. He's last smooth. Year, yeah, where he was. He would take off, and I think at first we were like, "Oh, is he okay?" You know. But um, I would yeah. know. You know, I know. I was impressed by um the way he moved on on the field last year, and I think. To go to Jones, my concern with him is like, okay, watching Tua, I was like, God, is it a thing where these guys are so used to, quote, Alabama open that there's a discomfort, you know, when they progress? And that would be my concern for Mac as well is like, are you going to attempt tight window throws? He's very accurate, not, you know, get cannon, but whatever. Um, And how are you going to, are you going to, how are you going to respond to pressure? And like, because all of those things are going to change from Alabama. And I think we saw with yep. Tua, who also was, by the way, struggled under pressure, um, a bad transition or, or in some ways. We, we, we saw the, the fear of the Alabama quarterback going to the NFL, and I think that would be my concern with Mac Jones as well. 
that's a good way to put it. Is like they it's Alabama open compared to NFL open because it's like that when if you're late, that's why being on time is so important because some of these guys don't have Josh Allen's arm that can just who doesn't doesn't it makes it doesn't ma- not matter. Um, but that's a misconception a lot of people have with the Bama offense. They're like, oh, they, you close your eyes and picture Alabama. You're like, oh, it's pro style. But I mean, that offense was pure RPOs and play action. And it's just over and over and over with some counter runs to Najee Harris sprinkled in. And that was it. And I think Mac it, it, Jones is, you know, he's a great trigger man, especially in that offense. He, it, I mean, it was just like, it was like teaching tape. It was basically, if you didn't know what those plays were, Mac Jones was putting the ball where it should have gone based on the read and everything, like every single time. That was what's so awesome about him. But I, same thing. It's like, is he going to still trust some of those throws when he has, one of my favorite players, Kendrick Bourne, instead of, you know, you know, Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith out there. Like it's going to be a little bit different out there. And also it's going to be a little different throws when he has to go quick play action. It's a quick hitter, plant the foot and throw as opposed to bounce a couple times and let it rip. But he is accurate. So we'll see. What a random player to be a cheerleader of Kendrick Bourne. Love Kendrick. <laughs> I feel like Kendrick, Kend- <laughs> Kendrick Bourne is good for like 35 yards against the Seahawks and a touchdown and me. And one touchdown. Being, being angry. One touchdown. All right. Um, NFC East That's finishing as always, not as always, not as always. All right. Ryan Fitzpatrick, highest interception rate in the NFL when pressure last year. Can you guess it off the top of your head? What do you think it is? Highest interception yeah. rate when pressured. When pressured? Yeah. I mean, is it? It's above ten, no, right? It's seven. It's seven. Eleven. Oh, dang it. <laughs> I, I kind of like said the expectation too dang high because I said it was the highest. Anyways, uh, that, that's the thing. I want, and, I, I want it to be 10, well, you know, hilarious. That, you have yeah, I know that would be amazing. This goes through the whole, you know, it's always the thing with the Fitzpatricks of the world. It's like, okay, well, you like the aggression. You like the risks. Are you going to like, you know, yeah. you love me at my yeah. 10 yards, air yards per attempt? Do you like me at my 7% interception <laughs> rate? Um, the thing is, he also happens to play for the football team with – um one of the best defenses in the NFL. So I think there is um, extra additional incentive for him to protect the football more than with Miami, for example, where they needed him to be aggressive and get the ball out quick. So I think with Ryan, he kind of is who he is now, but it would, it would, yeah. it would behoove him to not throw quite so many interceptions. I just said, keep doing you. And then just maybe not as much sometimes. That's all I said. It was just like, it's like, yeah, do you, do you? Oh no, it's close game. Our defense is kicking ass. Okay. Like stop. We don't need magic hour. We don't need magic hour. Be Patrick, be Fitzpatrick, not Fitzmagic for this. Hero, hero down, yeah. hero down, hero up. Okay. Yeah, hero down. Um, well, that brings us to Daniel Jones. Um, Dan? Is he just Dan? No, he's now? Daniel. I use Daniel. Danny Dimes. Dan Jones. Danny um, Dimes. Dan okay, Jones. so the obvious one is the fumbles. What else? Oh, man. Yeah, just has to take care of the ball. Um, oh, okay. The, the thing with him for me is that he's another guy that's a smart guy but not a fast processor where it's like it, it, he's got to understand that shit's not going to always unfurl how he thinks it's going to. And he has to, you know, like get to his ad-lib ability because he actually is such a good athlete. Yeah. Or, hey, get to number three because he can get to two. It's just like all of a sudden he's like really proud of himself for getting to number two. 
And then it's like, that's when he holds. Yeah, that sounded weird, I know. But then he holds on the ball, holds on the ball, holds on the ball. And then that's where all the strip sacks happen and all that funky stuff. So I think just with him, it's just like, hey, just, hey, it's okay to, now everything has to be perfect. And just shit's going to happen and just, and just roll with it. You know, yeah. you know, that, I think that's what he has to improve upon. Bad things happen when he hits that 2.5 second mark. Um, it, so <laughs> bad, bad things happen. He does have good weapons now. Um, and so he has to, yeah, trust his receivers. Uh, I can't wait until Danny Dimes is like 36 and announcers are still shocked when he's reasonably quick. Um, Jalen Hurts. Uh, okay, so I mentioned earlier, longest time to throw in the NFL. Um, that's a feature, not a, not a bug with him. Um, <laughs> yeah, so what based on what you saw last year, which is obviously not a, a lot, a small sample size, what would you most realistically like to see him improve at this season? Uh, he's another guy that he only had a couple of years at Bama, but same thing. He's got to understand that not everything's going to be wide open for him. He's got to anticipate more. Um, he has some hesitance on it. Like it, 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 there, it, it's he's missed a lot of easy throws, even down the field. And it wasn't like the easiest situation to be in, but it's like, man, he's got to be a, just learn to be a quarterback. I mean, I, I cracked the joke about Darnold and stuff, but like Hertz really has to be because it's like a lot of stuff. It's either the RPO with a quick out or something like that, that he's comfortable with or being a good athlete. And he's a good kid. And he seems smart. So I feel like he can, but it's like, this is, this is what was scary about him coming into the league. And it was like, his tape didn't really show much where I was like, Oh yeah. Oh, okay. He's already gotten better. So it's like, yeah, that's, that's a little scary that he's missing stuff. Right it's even for me, it's watching it going like, Oh man, that's not that hard of a read. You know, it might be a high low or something like that. So I think just getting comfort in the pocket um, and understanding that, Hey, it, that foot hits yeah, that last foot hits on your drop. You got balls got to be out. And I think that's what he's got to improve upon his timing. So we end with your favorite quarterback, one Dakota rain. Is it rain Dakota or Dakota rain? I think it's Dakota. I just know it's Dakota. Okay, Dakota Prescott. I think it's Dakota. Um, <laughs> I, I I came up with one. Um, I this is you know we're we're picking nits a little bit. Um, I mean he's not in Rogers Brady nitpicking territory, but um, at times the ball gets away from him on short passes. Uh, okay. Yeah, so the accuracy on short short passes. Let's hear it. That's what I came up with. Um, yeah. <laughs> I said, I said, I said, get get healthy. Like, I mean, maybe speed up the pre-snap operation a little bit so guys are like more in rhythm. But that's also like what Dak does so well is get everybody on the same page and set their protections. Like, he's really, really freaking good. Uh, I, I after I was on that show and I watched him again, I was like, this guy's really good. So, okay, I understand what you're saying with the shorter throws. I, I just under, I, at I least get what once you mean. or twice like, a game, bubbles? bubbles, screens. Little he'll, quick, he'll miss a every now and then yeah. once a game the ball just gets away from him on a gimme um yeah. and i would agree with the that. one thing i wouldn't say um you know i think as he comes back from his injury there's going to be i'm sure endless debate show material about how, mu- how much yeah. should he run how much should he take off continue to run i mean assuming obviously he's healthy yep. but that that is a part of his game that i really think should persist and it is not why he it was hurt you know i mean so um i think with dak um, it really is just, you know, cutting down a little bit on the negative plays and taking, you know, improving a little bit on some of the gimmies, but that's about it. 
Yeah, I know. And, and that's the injury. I Dak was almost like a power runner a little bit. You know, he's kind of more like a balanced runner, kind of finesse, but kind of also some power to yeah. him. So it's like that's why the injury doesn't concern me as much. It wasn't like he's Lamar and breaking dudes off and everything. It's more like he bounces them and gets his yards. So it's like, okay, so maybe that's why the injury is not so bad. Oh, no. What are you no, I just, you, you, you're, you're, you're like a mom who's like, eat more to her kids. And Dak Prescott comes to the table. You're like, okay, you're good. He's appropriately hefty for you. <laughs> hey Jay, are you okay, Dak? You got you got enough water? Yeah, you I can get you yeah. another. Good yeah, job, yeah. buddy. There's there's leftovers. Um, <laughs> you had to shade. We got pepperoni. We got, pepper, we got pepperoni. Just we haven't been eating. Um, all right, that's good. I think we we fixed everything. Um, all right, as always, going to end with a few questions for our guest. And now it's time for Dinks and Dunks. I'm getting paid for this, right? All right. I just went with four from me, one from Lenny. The fifth question is from Lenny. But they're all would you rather. Oh, okay. I just, I just didn't. I just felt like taking it easy and doing some light would you rathers. Uh, question one. Would you rather have bleached blonde hair for a year like Guy Fieri style or mutton chop sideburns like you're in an old Western one year. I think I'd do the mutton oh, chop sideburns. Terrible decision. Terrible call. You think, you think this would look good with blonde? I, neither of them would look good. That's not the question. I didn't, I didn't even do that. I didn't even like when that spiked hair, Abercrombie puka shell look was, was big, you know, probably you're in high school and I was in middle school. Like, yeah, I didn't even do that. I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to even bleach the hair. Do you remember that look? Uh, unnecessary pot shot at my age. I was in middle school too. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Question two. My God. Would you rather sw- swim in a lake with a shark in it, but you don't know where the shark is. It's, it's a lake. The shark could be anywhere. The shark could be on the opposite side of the lake, but you got to get in the lake mm-hmm. and swim around for, five minutes or okay. you get on a football field like a arena sized football field with a tiger is on the field for three minutes <laughs> and tiger's the same thing anywhere on the field you don't know where it is or 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 do i have to run across the field do i have to like no, run 100 you can, you can do whatever like you want i'm just giving you the scenario I'm just I'm just an old lady trying I to think, come up with I questions. I think the tiger, but I mean, but the the shark one, there's not as many shark attacks as you would think. So that's why I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. See, the tiger so, would definitely it, yeah. try to kill you. The reason you're picking the tiger is because you can see the tiger. That's why my brain went there too. Because I was thinking the shark is scarier because you don't know where it is. Whereas is the tiger, is yeah, you're like just getting in and who knows, it could be. Whereas the tiger, you're like, okay, I, at least I know where it is, even though it it could yeah. kill me much faster. I can count. I can count down. I can count down my death. At Plus, least. where it's like, all right, I have seven. I'd seconds. rather be killed. So I don't know. I'd rather be killed by a tiger than a shark. Right? Why is that? Because being killed by a shark is <laughs> gross. I mean, they're both horrible deaths. I mean, but a shark. Yeah. Is- <laughs> I didn't know there was a gross. But a shark, you're like in the just- water. You're vulnerable. You're probably wearing a swimsuit. Worst way to go. Won't be. <laughs> <laughs> and the scarring's a lot worse. You don't. It's not the claw scarring. It's like it's say you survived it. It's like the big chomps where it's like 180 stitches. You, you know who's that. more likely to survive? Skinny quarterback. So, uh, question three. Oh, okay. this one's this one's graphic and weird, but sorry. 
Would you rather have one big zit, big zit on your nose for a month? It's just a zit. It can be on the side of your nose, whatever, but it's on your nose. It, I actually have a zit on the side of my nose. So, <laughs> or okay, big, fine, center your nose, like clown style, high school okay. when you were in middle school. I was in high school, and everyone was looking at you, and you're just like fudge. Or would you rather have a bunch of zits on your neck? Such a weird question. Bunch of zits on the neck. Bunch of zits on the yeah, neck. Yeah, that is obvious. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to look like like Rudolph, you know, like a little bit, you know, <laughs> Rudolph the reindeer. <laughs> I, I think bunch of zits on the neck because you can tolerate that. You could just say, oh, there's sweat bumps. You know, that's my way of looking okay. at it. Would you rather have to wear Ugg boots all winter long, like the really like dramatic Uggs? Oh, yeah. This is real relevant for me. Or, <laughs> well, yeah, take your situation into account. Or, or where a <laughs> I actually wrote puka shell necklace, so I've changed it now. Or a hemp necklace, like a choker with beads in it. One of the beads is one of those evil eyes. Um, all summer. Definitely a necklace, huh? Oh, uh, wow. Uh, yeah, so you, you were starting to say Uggs. I was. I was about to say. I might say Uggs. I mean that that's a Minnesotan in me probably talking. But that, that, yeah, I think that's what it, because all, all the girls in my school, when you were in high school and I was in middle school, uh, wore Uggs, Uggs boots like every single day. So that's how I picture those. Like I have Uggs slippers though. So well, like, like Tom I Brady, I, 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 he does those, Tom Brady does Uggs slipper ads. He does. Is that Lenny? Lenny ready for his question I'm, right now? Yeah, it, it is Lenny. I'm shocked actually, because it's 4 PM. Usually he starts begging for his dinner earlier. Um, what, what did you, are you saying, you're saying ne- you said necklace? The hemp, yeah, hemp, well, hippie yeah, necklace? clearly for me, I'd rather wear a necklace than Ugg boots. Although, actually, that would suck because I'm on camera and the Ugg boots I could hide in the necklace. It'd be like a thing. Uh, and we're like, why is she wearing a hemp necklace on ESPN? Yeah. Making fun of me. Um, okay, last question, as always, comes from Lenny. Um, Lenny heard you joined our fantasy league, ours being me and Danny Kelly's. Oh, no. Um, oh, boy. He just wants to know how it's going to feel losing to me, even though I'm not even going to try. I, I, I tell you right now, not I'm, not, I'm barely try. trying as it is, and I already beat Danny. And I and you're trying so hard. So you're putting hard, in so much so effort hard. already. Got, I'm putting in zero effort. You, you, you guys gave me so much, like just straight shot of adrenaline, but me being in that league, like trying to make trades every single day. Um, it's not going to feel nice. It's not going to feel nice because I know what you would do with it. So I, I, I'm not, I'm already not looking forward to that. And I, I already showed way too much interest and effort that I know you're just like, oh, I can't wait. You just cannot wait. I, I'm still trying to figure out the website. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs>